predominantly we, <laughs> we know when we look around when our, at our moms or our grandmas or our aunts or friends and we're like, how old is she again? I mean, we, it doesn't shock us when we find out that somebody doesn't quote look their age. But indeed, with a you know, few, depending on your lifestyle, depending on, again, your genetics, on how much uh, sun damage that you have incurred over the years, eventually, yeah, black will crack. <laughs> I'm Sharia Woods. I'm a dreamer, a mom, and a community builder. I've always loved learning people's stories and figuring out how to keep getting better. And I created the Rise Society podcast to give you the inspiration and step-by-step strategies you need to get clear on what you want so you can design a life you love. If you know there's something bigger in this world for you and you're ready to figure out what it is, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hey friends, I'm back with an episode that I think you are going to love. I sat down with Beth Kennerson. She is a skincare expert and she was answering all of my questions. As someone who is approaching 40, skincare is definitely top of mind for me. We're talking about everything from dark spots to skin tags, sagging skin to Botox or not to Botox. We talk about it all. I hope you have a pen and paper handy because she's dropping some gems and you are going to want to take some notes. All right, here we go. All right, well, welcome back. Today I am here with Beth. She is an esthetician who specializes in skincare. She has been working in this field for over 15 years and um, even teaches other estheticians at this point how they could do their jobs better. So we are so excited to have you here with us, Beth. Hi, how are you this morning? I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Thanks for coming. I have so many questions for you. Like as a woman who is now approaching 40, I am like, I, I'm thinking I should be thinking about my skin. I've mm-hmm. never been a girly girl. So I've never been the person like I know these beautiful women, they go into the bathroom, they come out an hour later, they look amazing. I don't know what they do in there. Right. <laughs> and right. so, like, but now I feel like I need to care. I need to know about this. So I'm so excited to talk to you. And I wanted to start by just asking you, like, what is an esthetician and why do I need one? So an esthetician is a professional who is an expert in all things skin health. They are uh, licensed and trained, hopefully extensively once they leave their initial training, to help clear acne, to help address fine lines and wrinkles, to uh, maybe get to a point you're like, I'm looking at all the accumulated sun damage on my skin and I'm looking for ways to even skin tone and maybe shave off the appearance of a few years by um, like getting rid of you know dark spots, things like that. So they're certainly different, obviously, than someone that has a medical license. So if you go to a dermatologist, they obviously are making determinations like this, in fact, is rosacea. This, in fact, is eczema. They're writing prescriptions. They're, you know, diagnosing. We have, n- you know, no permissions to do those things. However, um, a lot of my colleagues don't choose a specialty. So maybe they decide I'm only going to work with clients who have acne. I'm going to um, coach them and treat them and make product recommendations and treatment recommendations that take them down a path to clear skin. So and then there are obviously estheticians who only only focus they like they niche way down and they only do eyebrows they only wax some there and from there maybe they only do brazilians so there's all these i mean so, 
So there are all these different directions uh, for an esthetician to take once they finish their initial training and tons and tons of ways for them to get smarter and better and faster at their craft. That's amazing. I didn't realize there were so many paths you could go in this field. So what do you specialize in? So I uh, have always specialized in uh, smart aging and acne. Um, I will say, you know, every single one of us, whether you are interested uh, in skincare or not, whether you are one of those people who spends an hour in the bathroom or not, we all see anti-aging, anti-aging, anti-aging. It's on billboards, it's on end caps, it's on the covers of books. And uh, I, you know, some of my people, my peeps have different opinions on it, but anti-aging, I think is a little bit um, silly because I can't not age, but I can age really, really, really well. Aging gracefully. Exactly. I can take really great care of my skin. I can take all kinds of smart uh, preventative measures. Um, I can, you know, and I can do that inside and out to slow down the process and look look my best while doing it. But yeah, anti-aging is yeah a, a little bit silly in my book. So yeah, smart aging, I'll call it, um, and acne and giving people great information because it's a little bit wild westy. You know, you see claims all over the place. You see crazy promises on boxes. Um, you see really, really unrealistic before and afters and, and, and really insincere imagery on social media. And I think when it uh, comes down to it, you want to know why you're using a product. Why should I use this? And what is it going to do? And if your esthetician you're working with can't tell you, <laughs> they're, you know, they either need to find out for you, or maybe you choose to work with somebody who really, really knows their ingredients, um, who's taken hundreds and hundreds of hours of extra training beyond school, which is absolutely imperative. And that person's not usually too hard to find because they want to brag about it. Like, look what I've done to earn uh, earn what I know. Mm, so good. All right. So I'm ready to dive in. I have a long list of questions. I, know you do. That I would love to know about skin. Okay. Um, so what are the most important things that women who are approaching 40 need to know about our skin? Sure, sure. I'll tell you what, it's it's super, super tempting uh, to throw the kitchen sink at our skin when we see what feels like overnight changes. You know, I remember like years ago, I, I got up and I looked in the mirror and I met myself like a single line on my neck or my, my chest. And I was like, what, what is that? That's and then I realized, oh, it's not going to be rubbed away. It's not going to be scrubbed away. It's just a new line. And, and that's fine. But you feel like it's an overnight change because that's the first time that you're seeing it. So, But you don't want to jump into appeal series or buy a bunch of so-called advanced products and toss them at what, don't, what you don't like because that prevents you from determining what, if anything, is actually working. So... People buy, you know, maybe they go see an esthetician. The esthetician says, buy these nine things and you take them home and you start using them. Uh, I'm, I don't know if she'll hear this or not. Uh, my best friend is really bad at using something for a few days and then being like, this isn't working. Well, you got to give something a chance to work. But if you're using, if you're going zero to 60, sometimes you're not sure if what you're using is working. And if you have some kind of a, re a reaction um, or you're sensitive to something or you've overdone something, you're not sure what to take away. So then you end up throwing throwing everything underneath the sink or in the trash or bad mouthing the person who sold, who told, sold it to you. And you're in the same place you were when you started. So I always tell people who are 
you know, maybe they've had really great skin up to a certain point. And like you were telling me, you're like, maybe I should give this some more thought <laughs> as I round the corner towards another birthday. And I'm going to say this, and people are a little disappointed when I say this, but I don't care. SPF is every skin's friend. Mm. If you want pretty, even-toned, high-functioning, well-protected skin, SPF is your best friend. Um, there are a million of them to choose from. I encourage people to experiment and find one that's the right weight and the, and the right transparency and make it a part of your regular routine, just like brushing and flossing your teeth. Mm, yeah, I've recently started doing that. I got that advice because I have a lot of dark spots along yep. my chin line. And so now in the morning, I have my... SPF and my moisturizer and I just mix them together and put them on my skin even if I don't expect to go outside. Absolutely. Because you know you want you want to sit your your desk is by the window. All of a sudden you decide you're gonna run to Trader Joe's. And so you wanna apply and reapply as needed. Because a lot of the times what we're seeing in the mirror that we dislike is the fallout from from UV exposure, excess UV exposure. I think hydration and nourishment is key. Sometimes people will think, oh, well, I don't like what I'm seeing at the skin. Let me, you know, race into, let's say, peels or laser or something like that. And sometimes your skin is kind of starved for some uh, basic TLC. Well hydrated, well nourished skin functions best. So if it's kind of needy and it needs literally vitamins and antioxidants, um, more water, you know, whether your skin is oily or dry, your skin needs hydration. And when you give it a boost of those things, it goes, oh, now I've got something to work with here and I can literally function at a higher level. You'd be shocked what happens when you change a moisturizer or you add a deeply hydrating um, your serum. So at home, you put miracle Grow on your plants, hoping they'll kind of come to life and grow bigger. And at home, you're like, well, I'm using moisturizer. What else do I use? You, you got to feed your skin. Mm, so like a thicker moisturizer or how do you know it's like the right moisturizer? You're looking for moisturizers that are uh, that have um, vitamins, antioxidants, and peptides. You know, you don't have to do anything crazy. Like you don't uh, like a lot of people automatically gravitate to moisturizer that's got an acid in it. Maybe you don't need an acid in your moisturizer. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. Um, but real first things first. Look at nourishment. In terms of, like I said, um, a serum is a great way to do that. You don't have to change your moisturizer because when people really, really love their moisturizer or their SPF, I'm not trying to take it from them and have them get rid of it to sell them something I have on the shelf. If you love it, it's got good ingredients, it works for you. There's no reason for me to, to switch it unless, of course, I know for a fact by looking at some of the ingredients on it. You know, if, if they align with things you're complaining about, I'm going to say, you know what, Shreya, I don't think you like this, or I, mean, I think you're experiencing this because your product contains this. Let's experiment with with this other product. But um, serums go a really, really long way in just helping you make, um, uh, it's a small effort for potential big change. Uh, three products that I, um, or two products that I really, really love that almost anybody can use are um, CE Ferulic. I know uh, SkinCeuticals makes one and uh, it is a wonderful product. I love the SkinCeuticals line. However, it does have a price tag that might make somebody just stepping into uh, mm -hmm. home care go, whoa, um, my skin actually looks okay. I'm not going to give that to you. But there is a line called Timeless uh, and it they make a really, really great dupe of the CE Ferulic. Um, I think it's like, it's less than $30. 
Um, and then they uh, may, there's a line called uh, Mysama, and they make a wonderful uh, antioxidant serum called a Green Rooibos Press Serum. They're both brightening, they're smoothing, you'll notice a, a difference in texture, and you can just slot it in with other things that you're using. So you don't have to throw out the baby with the bathwater. You can just slot things in one at a time and see um, if you're getting seeing an improvement in your skin. Okay, that's great. And that kind of leads into my next question around like, what should I be doing for my startup, like my morning routine? And what should I be doing at night before I go to bed? Right. So I think that uh, the best routine is the one that you stick with. <laughs> That's all there is to it. Now, sometimes um, you know, over the years in the treatment room, I would say that to somebody and they'd be like, but my routine is splashing water on my face currently. I'm like, well, let, let's... We can do better than that, <laughs> but something that's uh, preferably, you know, quick and easy because you might be, again, going from zero to 60. So you want to establish a baseline. Again, if you've got a baseline routine, then it's easy for you to add one, maybe two things at a time and gauge whether or not those things are working for you. But first things first, cleanse. Morning and night, I cleanse. Um, again, there are people who are like, oh, I just splashed with water in the morning, but you want to Yeah, I didn't know this. morning and night because I was thinking like if I wash my face at night, it's not dirty in the morning, right? But you're saying, okay, do both. Well, here, and and here's the thing. I don't mean like, you know, like do a you know, two, three step cleanse or spend 10 minutes on it, but consider this. Um, you, while you're sleeping, you've got um, hair product on your pillow, mm -hmm. you're drooling. Um, there are people who sleep with pets. There are people who sleep with, um, with kids there. You sweat, you perspire. Mm -hmm. I said like you're soaked with sweat while you're sleeping, but you perspire. Your skin is rejuvenating. There's dead skin cells on your pillow, the whole nine yards. There's, you know, body product on your sheets. So you don't have to get up and do a full cleanse, but just literally teensy, teensy bit of say, um, you know, like a lightweight cleansing gel, you know, two seconds on the face, give it a rinse, start super, super fresh. So okay. I always encourage um, a cleanse morning and night because oil and water don't mix. And people are like, well, my skin's not oily, so no big deal. But you still are um, you still want to kind of cleanse your canvas before you get started moving into other steps. So your routine um, is in the morning could be something like um, a super, super quick cleanse, um, a, a hydrating serum, moisturizer, and SPF. I mean, it could be that simple. You can probably get it done in, I don't know, five to seven minutes at the most. Um, and then at night, um, I, for example, do something you know a little more involved. I usually, I always double cleanse. My first cleanse is always an oil cleanser um, mm -hmm. for, for nourishment and um, oil loves oil, even if you're not and don't have oily skin. Um, I exfoliate as needed. Uh, I might do two or three serums. <laughs> know when you need to exfoliate you know that if your skin is uh looking super dull if it's mm -hmm. feeling you know fe looking flaky if it's if you feels you're like this you know i don't feel like anything's getting anywhere my makeup's not sitting right uh, i'm putting on my products and i literally don't feel like they're kind of sinking in but if you're over your skin cells exfoliate um the cycle of your skin cell um sloughing of you know, the speed at which dead skin comes off your face and body slows over the years. So by the time you're, let's say you are 40, exactly 40, your skin requires a full 30 day cycle to move through its move through, um, you know, like a layer of skin cells. So you might want to give it a little boost. So mm -hmm. I would say if you are 40, 
uh, you may want to exfoliate, um, well, let's say once or twice a week. And that is all dependent on the type of exfoliation that you're using. So there's mechanical exfoliation <clears throat> and there's physical exfoliation. I'm sorry, me mechanical and physical are the same. That's literally me scrubbing, whether it's with a washcloth, a gritty scrub, um, maybe even a device. And then there's chemical ex uh, exfoliation. And that's using maybe a... Um, a uh, a lactic acid toner, or maybe one of them, the peel pads that you see, like Dr. Gross is a real popular brand. And so depending on how strong that, um, that exfoliant is, that would determine how frequently that you use it. I will say this, that is one of my absolute favorite things. It's available on the shelf for everybody. Um, Dr. Gross is at Sephora and Sephora.com. The instructions say to use one nightly. I would never, ever, ever use one nightly. <laughs> um, and they uh, they come in very, very sensitive to, you know, fairly powerful. But they have be really beautiful results in terms of brightening. And, you know, we talked about kind of dark spots. You know, we brown girls pigment if we blink too hard. <laughs> so if you, you know, use one of those pads, you could use one every three days and get really beautiful results. And sorry, Dr. Dr. Gross, um, <laughs> your 30 pads that you meant for us to use in a month might last you 90 days. <laughs> but um, yeah. I just want to, you know, a couple times a week, and if you find yourself getting red or irritated or sensitized um, or anything, that just, just back off of it. But I much prefer a chemical exfoliation uh, than scrubbing, particularly when it comes to darker skin tones. Okay. Yeah. I've been using the Drunk Elephant, um, their nighttime serum. Mm -hmm. it's like, I don't know if you're familiar with that brand, mm -hmm. but I think it does have some sort of exfoliation yeah. in it. So should I not be using that every night? It sounds like. And you know what? There, just because um, it, it, may, it might be very, very gentle. Uh, you mm -hmm. can, you can, I mean, and also, you know, you're using it every night. If you don't feel like you're pink or sensitized or other products that you're applying afterwards are stinging or something like that, you're probably just fine. Okay. So as long as, and if, with any, particularly with um, like a chemical exfoliation, um, you're, you're like, put, it's almost like a leave on, if you will, you're not mm -hmm. rinsing afterwards. So SPF is absolutely critical so that it can do its job without your skin becoming sensitized. Very good. Let's see. Did we make it all the way through the night? night you can do something very similar to morning just do a do more a, do a more thorough cleanse because maybe you wore makeup you waited for the train you were perspiring you know all, you know the whole nine yards and so at nighttime is when you might use something a little more active like maybe you're using a um, a retinol cream you know before your regular uh, moisturizer or something like that so okay that's when and you would you add a couple some. more steps for you know to boost skin rejuvenation Okay. And then do you use a makeup remover or do you just wash twice and that kind of serves you that You know purpose? what? It that really depends on how much makeup you wear. I, you know, I love, again, an oil cleanser because you know, oil cuts through absolutely everything. So you are massaging, massaging, massaging with the oil cleanser on dry skin. Then you add a little bit of water to it. You notice it turns a little bit milky and that means that you've emulsified it and then you can rinse it away cleanly. It doesn't, uh, an oil cleanser without an emulsifier or a, like a natural surfactant in it doesn't get you anywhere. It's the, the molecules have got to come together, <laughs> bind, and then you rinse them all away cleanly. So that literally lays waste to any makeup that's on your face. But for someone who's like, I just can't 
see, get my mind around it, don't want to use an oil cleanser, uh, you can use a micellar water. Micellar water or makeup remover, it doesn't matter. And then follow that with your favorite nighttime cleanser. And you don't have to have a separate nighttime, uh, nighttime cleanser, but double cleansing is, is smart to take off the day. Okay. okay. And then does that handle your pores? So would your pores be good at that point? Or do you need to layer on some other things to clear out your pores? A really great cleanse will help keep your pores uh, clear. But if you're a person whose pores become easily clogged, you're a person who's got visible pores, which is just genetic (laughs) predominantly, um, you can use something like a, um, uh, a toner that has salicylic acid in it. So unlike like in the 1950s at the, I don't know, the clinic counter or whatever at the mall. And they were like, you have to have this three step. And this is, um, this finishes getting your face clean or something. Cleansing your face should 100% cleanse your face. These days in 2023, toners and essences serve as actual treatment products. They deliver antioxidants, they deliver vitamins, they deliver treatment ingredients. Again, for example, salicylic acid. Uh, it works inside the follicle, almost like a, a baby invisible scrub brush to lift excess oil and debris up and out. So if you're oily, if you have concerns about clogged pores, if you want to keep your pores clear, consider using a treatment toner or essence post-cleanse that has beta, um, salicylic acid in it. Okay. Yeah, I do have visible pores. And so it was interesting to hear you say like, that's genetic, because I've always wondered, like, am I not doing something right? Like, why do I have and other people don't have? No, it is um, predominantly genetic. Um, It is more common in uh, people who have a combination oily or oily skin. But also, it's certainly, as the years pass, uh, can be from excess unprotected UV exposure. It can be from environmental pollution. Um, so, but uh, predominantly, it's genetic. You kind of get what you get. <laughs> Which people <laughs> okay. don't like to hear. They're like, all right, so moving along, how do I fix this? <laughs> like, well, <laughs> that's the card you got. Sorry. <laughs> I guess sticking with the genetic side of things, are there things that we as women of color or black women should be doing for our skin that maybe are different um, than others? I've heard, you know, black doesn't crack. So that gives me some hope. I don't know how true that is. Right. So let me, and you know what I think? And, 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 Predominantly, we we know when we look around when our, at our moms or our grandmas or aunts or friends, and we're like, "How old is she again?" I mean, we, it doesn't shock us when we find out that somebody doesn't quote look their age. Um, and while it might blow someone else away, but indeed, with a you know a few, depending on your lifestyle, depending on again your genetics, on how much uh, sun damage that you have incurred over the years, eventually, yeah, black will crack. <laughs> and here's the thing too, as we look at um, is is a black skin and lighter skin tones age show signs of aging differently. So, um, if you're a lighter uh, lighter skin tone um, in the aesthetics industry, we frequently refer to that as a Fitzpatrick scale. You know, if you're a Fitzpatrick one, that might be like a Nicole Kidman. If you are a Fitzpatrick six, that might be like um, a Leck Weck. Uh, and so that just gives you an example of how far apart the skin the skin tones can be. So um, if you, I might look at a person who is uh, fair and I'm seeing at a young age, like, you know, fine lines or wrinkles 
holes or crow's feet or lines through here. At 50, we might look in the mirror and not see those things, but a black woman may see um, changes in texture. They see the, you know, when you see a woman, she's got a little bit of darkness here on the cheeks, maybe Mm. through here. It's almost like there's a shadow around the perimeter of the face. So we're Mm. seeing changes in, um, in tone and texture. And that's usually what makes us go, Hmm, you know, I don't, (laughs) you know, you might sink instead of sag or sag instead of sink, but we're not seeing lines and wrinkles, but we're definitely seeing cosmetic differences that make us go, Hmm, there, there's the 50 years old right there. So Hmm. it it will crack eventually. And that's why I say uh, SPF is every skin's friend. Yeah. So the SPF will kind of help with the discoloration and some of those things. Absolutely. So, um, again, you and I both know that even tone, getting rid of these dark spots, that type type of thing is huge <laughs> on our list frequently. And so what I would always offer to my client, uh, my brown skin client, whether you know they're Latino or you know a Fitzpatrick six, is you have got to slow the production of um, a um, an enzyme um, called terosinase. It's a you'll use a terosinase inhibitor, and that's as simple as um, like vitamin C or kojic acid, or alpha-arbutin, and it simply uh, slows down the uh, production of melanin because the melanin is produced as a response to injury or a response to UV exposure. So it's if you have a spot, it's <clears throat> the it's never you're never never able to achieve balance because the dark spot gets darker <laughs> and nothing else can catch up. So you want to use your SPF to protect against a melanin response and you want to slow down the production of terosinase in the skin so your skin can even out. Your skin tone can can even out. So you want to so uh, black women frequently want to seek out um, again, and and that's frequently when you're looking for the, uh, the vitamin packed serum and antioxidant packed serum. Uh, a brightening serum is always going to have a, a cocktail of alpha arbutin <clears throat> and kojic acid and bearberry to slow um, to slow down the production of melanin in the skin. It doesn't mean you're going to you know get lighter or turn white or have weird patches. It just means of giving your chance, your skin a chance to even out. So, and while we're protecting against the melanin production, we're protecting against um, against the skin darkening further by using SPF. And okay. I think it's also important for uh, because there's so much. Um, I'll, I'll go ahead and say this because it's the truth. <laughs> there's an enormous <clears throat> amount of uh, marketing grift in the beauty industry. I mean, everywhere you look, again, somebody is claiming something, they're saying something, they're making promises that just aren't true. So uh, you'll see, oh, this serum is for black skin. This serum is for this. The only thing that matters is uh, is the ingredients in a product. So I have picked up and I will not, you know, name names, but I've picked up a product that said, oh, this is for women of color or, and I've picked it up and turned around and I see um, sulfates, which, which strip skin. I see artificial color, which is totally unnecessary. I see artificial fragrance, which is probably in the top three irritants for every one skin. I might see, um, you know, glycolic acid super high on the list. I don't use glycolic acid on my, on my clients um, of color. So I see all of these things that would work against skin health on human skin. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I'm like, I mean, talk about a grift. So you want to work with somebody who knows their ingredients and knows skin, and you want to use product that's really, really, really formulated for great skin health, period. Because, you know, what on earth were we, were we using when there wasn't a box that said, this is for black women? <laughs> you were mm. choosing a product that worked great for your skin. And there, there, maybe it's packed with, um, um, with heavy butters. I know black women are not automatically super, super oily. <laughs> Every black woman on the planet. So you have to pick your product based on the integrity of ingredients, not who the company said that it says that it's for. And I've always said over the years that just because a company makes um, product doesn't mean they know skin. Mm, that's really good. And so just learning your skin, knowing that, okay, I may be prone to hyperpigmentation because I'm a black woman, but that doesn't mean I need a product marketed to a black woman. I need vitamin C. I need brightening. I need. Yeah. I don't want to, I mean, I didn't want, do not want to go to the store and say, oh, look, there's the white, the, the section for white skin care. And there's a section for, and we know that the, 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 um, like you've seen the tide turn with our hair products, you know, you know we, they did have a section for, you know, call it whatever you want, ethnic or this or that. Well, gosh, people of all races have curly hair, mm -hmm. textured hair. And now there's, an aisle, I don't know, what is it, like 12 feet long for textured and curly hair at Ulta? Oh, imagine mm -hmm. that. <laughs> so you have to pick a product that best suits you know, your skin, your skin, your specific skin type, mm, whether okay. it's white or black. <laughs> All right. So then connected to the skin spots, tell me about skin tags, because I have those two where it's like the flat, they kind of look like moles, but they're not really moles. Sure, sure. The really nice, nice, happy news about skin tags is that they can be removed uh, by an esthetician. Um, I'm going to stop right there and say not every single state allows estheticians to remove skin tags. Most no. of them will because a skin tag is... Uh, outside the epidermis, estheticians work in the epidermis. There are two machines uh, that are available to estheticians. And what the, your, the user, the practitioner, the esthetician does is they um, have a, a handpiece and it's got a little tip on it that it's almost like, um, almost like a little needle tip. The circumference is a little bit bigger <clears throat> and it's a high, it's got a, a high frequency um, uh, current in it. And so they'll literally go tap, 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 tap on the skin tag, it dehydrates that, mm. that skin tag. And a couple days later, it falls off. It's oh. uh, virtually painless. It's super easy. It's super fast. Um, and you, if you find someone who uses one of those machines, you know, again, you always want to vet your pro, you know, do you have, you know, a gallery of before and afters, but it's easy, it's safe, it's painless. And the results are, you know, 99% of the time are really, really nice. So uh, look for someone you can even, you can put in like, um, skin tag removal or skin classic or thermalo and an esthetician can do it. And of course it can be done in, you know, like a medical office, but um, it's, it's fast and it's easy. Um, and uh, I've seen it in action and it's, uh, it's a great service. Okay. Awesome. I may try that out yeah. and let you know how it goes. I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll find you somebody in, in, in Dallas who, who does it. Oh, that'd be awesome. Um, 
Okay. So now let's talk about facials. Like facials to me are like what I do when I go to the spa and I want to relax. I don't incorporate facials into like my daily sure. or my monthly or quarterly routine. Sure. So how do you, how should I be thinking about facials? So I think um, that facials, facials, a lot of people come in for a facial for that purpose. Like it's for my birthday. It's a, it's a treat. It's my favorite thing to do. You know, some people, I, I personally will go get a massage any day <laughs> versus a facial because I do my own stuff at home or, you know, I've got my, my thing I do, but there are a lot of people who are like that. That's my treat. That's what I do to relax. So, and that's fine. That's great. There are all kinds of facials or all kinds of, um, of, focuses out there. But I would say that, you know, if facials are important, if you have um, corrective goals in mind, and maybe that is, again, the hyperpigmentation, maybe it's, uh, maybe it's acne that can be um, cleared by a, an aesthetic expert versus a physician, because it's not really severe. Maybe it's somebody who, you know, they've been using you know, a drugstore wash and a moisturizer for years and years, and they get up that morning and they go, I need a little help. Let me talk to somebody who can recommend something a little more advanced. So if you want corrective measures, you want to, you know, find, vet your pro carefully, get, have a consult with them and say, here's what I don't like, or here's what I want support with A, B, C, and D. They'll put together a series of treatments. Maybe they make recommend, and they'll make recommendations for um, parallel home care. So if you just want a facial to relax, fine. <laughs> That's fantastic. If you've decided I want a series of treatments to, uh, to brighten, to increase, um, to increase elasticity, uh, to maybe shave a few years off. That's great too. You know, there are some really, the industry is filled with smart estheticians who've got toolboxes filled with modalities to really change your skin and increase your um, improve skin health. But you don't have to get a facial. I have some very, very successful colleagues who only do um, remote work and transform people's skin with home care product recommendations. Mm. And that is for that can be for acne, that can be for that could be for aging. So if you need something um, fine. Like you need a series of peels that go hand in hand with acne treatment. Fine. If you want microcurrent treatment, obviously that's an, an in-office um, series of um, series of uh, sessions. But um, home care is it can be like eighty percent of the battle. <laughs> so when you go get a facial, there are places you go. They just specialize in you know relaxation and. Um, and they'll be like, oh, you should take this with. And you're like, I'm good. I got what I wanted, which was to feel like a million bucks. I have product at home. But if you're looking for corrective care and you're working with someone that you're like, I think she knows her stuff, take their advice, you know, add a couple of products at a time because you're, the work gets done at home every day, twice a day. So um, if you, it's like if you're working with a, a trainer, you go to see your trainer every Thursday and then you don't touch your bike, <laughs> you don't walk, you don't stretch, you're not thinking about how much sugar you're taking in, you're not going to see great results. But if you leave your trainer and the other six days of the week, you're stretching, you're walking, you go to a yoga class, you're putting in the work, that's where, you know, literally where the work gets done. So I don't think people understand how critical home care is. 
you know, your SPF, your serums, you know, cleansing well. So, you know, use your, you know, you sound like do the work at home. So if I, if you leave me and you do nothing, if I sell you a serum and our goal is to brighten your complexion and you come back three weeks later and I'm like, Hey girl, how you doing? How are you liking this serum? No, I'm already looking at you like she's not using that serum <laughs> or her SPF. And I say, how, how, how are you liking the serum? I'm going to ask you anyway. And you go, Oh my God, I think it's still in my bag. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm not totally sure what we're doing here. <laughs> Because you guys can tell, though, because a lot of times you feel like, oh, they're just selling me stuff like they don't even know. Yeah. And so it's like, you know that it works. And there are 100 uh, percent people who are just selling you stuff or they're selling you too much stuff or they they're not thinking, um, you know, introduce one or two products at a time. Don't overwhelm this person because if you like I said you send somebody home with seven things, five of the seven things go underneath the sink. And then, and because, so that's just the way that works. But if you're going to somebody who's um, experienced, they know their product line, they know their modalities, they've got a gallery of before and afters, they've got blogs, they, they're highly educated, they'll, and you tell them here, I want to, here are, here are my skin goals, they will recommend things to you that work and they'll tell you why they work and they'll tell you how they work. But yeah, sometimes they're just like, here, take this. And in your head, you're like, right. No, thanks. <laughs> but yeah. well, uh, well, expertly recommended products, you know, will, will get the job done. And that person should also tell you once you've used it for two or three weeks, you're right. This isn't working, but I also think people should be, um, I guess, patient and realistic, which is why a lot of times estheticians, particularly when addressing hyperpigmentation, will say, let's document this with before and afters because it's mm. your face. You look in the mirror every single day and say, I still see dark spots. I still see dark spots. I still not getting any better. But if you were to come uh, put uh, photos side by side over the uh, course of, say, six weeks, then you can look at it a little more objectively and go, oh my gosh, <laughs> my skin does look 10 times better. That's amazing. So when you, you're treating hyperpigmentation or acne, it's smart to be patient and document uh, document progress. Mm, yeah, that's really good. Um, and I know we talked about wrinkles a little bit before using sunscreen. Mm -hmm. I'm curious your thought on Botox. I have friends, well, a friend at least is already using Botox. She has flawless skin, but she's like, it's preventative Botox. And I'm like, what is this preventative Botox? Like, do I need it? Where do I get it if I need it? Right? right? You're like, where would I, how do I know where to prevent it? Because like some people desperately need it between their eyes, like the 11. Yeah, some I'm people, probably going to have that. Yeah, some people desperately need it, you know, around in here. I'm like, well, where would I put it to prevent something I don't know is happening? <laughs> Here's a deal with Botox. I don't ever stand in the path of someone who is, you know, looking in the mirror and they're like, I want this to look different. I feel like I want this thing. I would hope that they would kind of do a little bit of research and, and pick a really great injector who's got tons and tons of education and tons and tons of before and afters. And I think um, look for an injector who is 
um, who is conservative because you can always add more. You can always upgrade. But for people who, and you know, I don't, I don't have it, uh, any Botox yet. I'm 51. I don't think, um, I'm not saying that I will never, ever get it. Like more and more. I'm like, Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I'm, and for, I know you guys can't see me, but I'm like lifting my forehead a little bit like, I don't know. <laughs> so never say never. But for people who do say never, they're like, that's ah, not for me, not doing it. That sounds like crazy town. You can pursue, um, you can add uh, vitamin A. I mean, everybody should be adding vitamin A to their regimen, period. I mean, vitamin A is the gold standard in, in, in topical smart aging. <clears throat> that's all there is to it. Um, but you could, you, uh, look at, uh, microcurrent and again, they want to go to a super, super smart, uh, experienced, uh, skincare professional for that. And microcurrent is fantastic because, um, it boosts cellular energy. So cellular energy is called the adenosine triphosphate. We refer to it as ATP. And it, and so when um, during a microcurrent treatment, which is extremely relaxing, it's kind of like nap time. <laughs> it's just like this beautiful, lightweight, almost almost like a massage modality. But they're using, of course, a high end machine, and you're ener like kind of energizing cells, telling them act younger, do that thing you used to do. And it's li lifting and elongating muscles that are starting to go, I'm tired. <laughs> so it's microcurrent's wonderful because you see results in just the first session. Mm. Uh, microcurrent therapy development of it is cumulative. So with every session, you look better and then in between, and this is one of the things you're selling you something to use at home, <laughs> you're using your vitamin A and your antioxidants and your and, and other vitamins, but also a lot of places sell you a home care device. Um, you have seen, you've seen probably like new face devices. Um, one of my favorites is called um, a clear blend mini and that's home, you know, home microcurrent. So you can maintain those results at home. And when you're done with your session, just like you use home care product. So I think microcurrent is a smart way to go if you have decided uh, no needles for me. But mm. I said, I don't stand in anybody's path if you've decided you just want to <laughs> do your thing. It sounds like it might do more, the microcurrent, because another thing that I worry about is like my my jaw here, mm -hmm. like, because all the older women in my family, like, eventually it just, like, hangs down. Yeah. So, like, stop that from happening? Absolutely. Because I think, people, regardless of your your skin color, people sink or sag. <laughs> so uh, I, I have chunky cheeks, so sagging is, you know, <laughs> is, is on the way, always on the way. I'm like, that... I'm like, you know, lifting in the mirror, but at, and that's just it. It's beautiful for lifting and toning. It's like a non-surgical facelift uh, with cumulative results. So you would absolutely see a lift right through here. It's like exercising your face. Kind of? A little bit, a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Because like I said, you're, you're, um, you're energizing the muscles, you're lengthening muscles that have gotten the time a bit lazy <laughs> and um but it, it it's very very relaxing and you see increased results every single um every single session all right yeah and maybe you start with uh you know start with a home care device because people see results from home care devices as well huh yeah okay um so i have one more question for you around makeup oh okay. so i noticed that during covid i did not wear makeup 
like almost at all. Yeah. And my skin looks so much better. Mm-hmm. But now I'm going back into the world. Yeah. And I have to wear makeup again. Yeah. And so I'm curious if you have any advice um, about what I should be doing around makeup. You know, I think particularly if you are 40 plus. Uh, and, and again, uh, well, I wouldn't say less is more. But again, I am not standing in you know anybody's path if people like a, a full, full face. If you want to contour and you want to do this and you want to do that, that is 100 percent you know, your style, your prerogative. But I think if you're taking really, really great care of your skin, uh, then you can automatically wear less makeup. Maybe you do a tinted, uh, a tinted moisturizer. So, mm-hmm. and I have, uh, for many years, I don't wear foundation. Um, I hate it. Not, not because it's bad or it has anything to do with ingredients. I just personally am not a fan of foundation. Um, but I do like a little bit of, you know, bronze, a little bit of tint, like, uh, you know, when it look alive. So I will add a little bit of foundation to my favorite moisturizer and apply mm. it with uh, a beauty blender. And mm. then you can intensify, um, how much, you know, how much coverage you need bit by bit. Mm-hmm. So, but there are a lot of really great, um, tinted moisturizers on the market now that have more pigment than they did before, but they're still feather light. Okay. Yeah. Cause what I've noticed is I have a really good concealer. Uh-huh. And so if I do that around my jawline for the yep. uh, dark spots and blend it, yep. and I'm like, do I really even need a foundation? So that may be like the way to go. That is, ex- that's, that's me. I do um, a concealer around in the eye area um, for, I don't really have most days, I don't really have an issue with dark circles, but it is, you know, phenomenal. I use it predominantly for brightening. And when, mm-hmm. like you said, when I put it on, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, <laughs> all righty then. And then uh, I'm a blush girl. I don't want to go to the mailbox. Some people don't go to the mailbox without mascara. I don't want to go to the mailbox without blush because I feel like that's what brings my face alive, that brows, mascara. So, but it's like I said, the the better care you take of your skin, the more confident you are in it and you find yourself both needing and wanting um, less product on your skin. Well, this has been so educational for me. Thank you, Beth. Like just for being so generous with your time. I feel like I got a free consult. (laughs) Anytime. Anytime. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Um, We always ask our uh, interviewees this one same question. If you could tell your younger self one thing, what would it be? If I were to tell my younger self uh, one thing, I think it would be to do the thing that you want to do now. Hmm. Don't wait. Because the, the time passes anyway. So if there's something that you want to pursue, if there's something that you are in love with and you're thinking maybe next year, maybe when I'm, you know, if you're 30 years old and you say maybe I'll do it when I'm 35 or maybe I'll do it when I'm 40, don't wait. Do what you want to do now. I love it. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on uh, my website is aestheticiansuccesslab.com. Please stay tuned because I will be releasing uh, a digital course and a uh, cosmetic ingredient encyclopedia a little bit later this year. All right. Well, thanks so much. And everyone, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you. 
Thanks for joining me today and for staying until the very end of the show. It would mean the world to me if you would follow the Rise Society podcast so you never miss an episode. Until next time, keep shining.